Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. How are you doing, Pastor Steve? I'm excellent, my friend. Way good. <laughs> That's good. Same here. We're, uh, we've been having a great conversation over the last couple episodes about the church, answering the question, what is the church? And uh, two episodes ago, we talked about the church is the church that Jesus builds upon his truth and his grace and gave some ideas on how to choose a, a healthy church. And then the last time we were together, we talked about fitting in to the church. How many people, they they walk into a local church, or just as a Christian, they, they realize that there's purpose, but where do I start? Where do I begin? And we talked about some of the giftings from Ephesians 4. Uh, we talked about gifts of the Spirit from 1 Corinthians 12 that were all being built into a holy priesthood. And we wrapped up our conversation kind of reminding all of us that we're called to make disciples. And, and that's where all of this begins to play out in the church. I, I can I will learn what if my gift is being a pastor or an evangelist or if I have a gift of wisdom and discernment in the process of making disciples, in the process of of walking with other people through the journey of learning about and knowing Jesus Christ uh, better. So as we begin to, today's conversation, we wanted to address maybe not so positive of a subject, but conclude with some positive uh, things, and that is, what are the symptoms of an unhealthy church? How do we know that we are in a sick church? Mm. And uh, it, and it's important for us uh, to be able to have that discernment, because not every Christian, uh, not every so-called Christian church is a Christian church, <laughs> and not every Christian church is necessarily a healthy church. And so uh, Jesus gives us some great insight from Revelation chapter 2 and 3 when he addresses the churches. And so we want to spend the next 20 minutes or so talking about symptoms of an unhealthy church. As we go through a list here of some things that jump out to us from these churches, can you just give us a little background, Pastor Steve, about the letters to the churches in Revelation chapter 2 and 3? Yeah, so these, you know, these are real churches that existed, you know, in, in Asia Minor, and and they were letters that um, that John John was of course exiled, um, you know, around around ninety ninety five, um, you know, in in the first century, and got this vision of you know of Christ, but then in chapter two, really kind of segues into this vision of the existing churches there, and kind of. Problems that now, you know, probably what, you know, 50, 60 years removed, you know, from the from the time of the crucifixion, you know, right around there, um, the problems were starting to occur. Mm. Right. And so he kind of he kind of gives us these. Now, some believe that these are also, you know, kind of snapshots of church throughout church history, you know, different segments of church history. I, you know, for me, I don't, I don't have an opinion one way or the other on that, but they're definitely real churches that had real problems of their day. And, 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 and what I, what I find fascinating about this, Keith, is that the same problems 
that you see here, you find today. So, right. so this isn't this isn't just simply well, this is a cultural issue, or this is this is a sin issue. This is a humanity issue, and what yes. happens when you save sinners who are who are human? What they bring to the church, right? And so this is all of us. <laughs> and it's so good that you bring that up because I think a lot of times we're looking for the perfect church, so called, forgetting that the perfect church would have to be made up of perfect people. And there are no perfect people except for Jesus. And so when you go into a church, you're going into a group of people um, that are still wrestling with their humanity. And and the difference is going to be made between a church that is uh, obedient and faithful to the Word of God or a church that is allowing all sorts of different things to drive its vision and its mission rather than the simplicity of the Word of God. So Mm -hmm. as we begin to go through these churches, we see first uh, the the church of Ephesus here in in chapter 2. I think we can boil it down to the fact that an unhealthy church is a loveless church. It is. And and here's the thing about Ephesus. You know, as you go through these letters in most— as in most of them, um, you know, John is going to write, you know, Christ is going to address the good in them, right? He's going to say, this is what you're doing good, right? And 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 then he's going to get into the part where he's like, but, but this is what I got against you, right? right. And so it's, it's the same here. And, and, and the good about Ephesus, and this is important because I think this can kind of kind of get lost here, as he says in verse 2, I know your works, your toil, your patient endurance, and how you can't bear with those who are evil. You've tested who those who have called themselves apostles, and you've found them to be false. And so he's saying, listen, when it comes to the essentials of the church— you guys are doing a great job, right? You're you're toiling, you're working, you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're 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 testing people, right? Um, and and um, you know, finding that they're false teachers. I mean, you're in the word. Mm-hmm. That's great. He said, but this is what I have against you. You have left your first love. And and Keith, you know, I don't know of anything worse than walking into a church that represents a God whose very nature is love and not being a loving body or Mm. a community. And that is quickly noticed by those that come in from the minute that you walk in um, until you sit and, you know, from you sitting down from the message, everything, you know, when you have a loving church, you know, you get the sense of what Jesus meant when he said, they'll know you're my disciples by your love to one another. And, and so, you know, the idea here, Keith, is is if, if you're going to church and you're doing all these things, but you, again, don't have love, what are you doing? What, right. what, what, how has God transformed your life, right? And, and, and for me, there's a great... Um, I just love Genesis chapter 15, where, where God says, you know, I, I, I quote this back to myself often, you know, in times like this is when God says to Abraham, Hey, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward, right? It's, it's, it's not the great nation you're going to become. It's not the, 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 the billions of people that are going to, that, that are going to become, that you're going to become me. I'm it. And I think Keith, as Christians, if we ever lose sight that God is our great reward and we start looking at the toil and all the other things that come along with Christianity, then we are going to be in this camp. And, and loveless Christianity, it just breeds a contempt. It it's, really it's, does. It's, 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 it's just a bad situation. And, and it's an example of a church that has lost sight of how much we've been loved. 
right. by God. You know, our first love is the love demonstrated to us by God through Jesus Christ. And I think that's why Jude would write in, in verse 21 of his letter, he would say, keep yourselves in the love of God. Like how important it is for us to make a conscientious effort to come back to the place, hey, I should love because I am loved. I can love because I've been given this love that has changed and saved my life. Well, that's that. That's really powerful there. Uh, first symptom of an unhealthy church is a loveless church, and Lord, help us not to be a loveless church. Uh, the second thing that we notice about uh, an unhealthy church is found in the church of Pergamum, also here in chapter 2 of Revelation, and that they're going to be a church marked by bad theology. What What is bad theology, Pastor Steve? Well, you know, Scripture says in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for doctrine. You know, God defines what correct doctrine is mm. through God's Word, right? Through what we would call uh, the canon of Scripture, right? And, and, and there's a process by which that came to be that we have understood the Holy Spirit was in that process. And once the canon was closed, we believe what Scripture says that it offers to the reader, to the adherent, all things pertaining to life and godliness. So we don't have to go outside of the Bible in order to define what correct doctrine is. It's there. Bad theology in a church um, is is something where there's a deviation from what Scripture says or what we would call aberrant theology, right? It's It's either in direct contradiction to what the Word says or— which is, you know, more of the case in, in, in a lot of, you know, so-called Christian churches, in addition to where they would say Scripture is silent. And mm. you see this, for example, um, permeate uh, evangelical churches that are, that are charismatic and, and they're very Holy Spirit-orientated. All oh, the Spirit is moving, the Spirit is this. And they add to what the Word of God never says in regard to the actions and movements of the Holy Spirit. And we saw this years ago with, with some bizarre things that kind of went to doctrine that came to the church with the Toronto blessing and things like that, where people can look at the Bible— and not necessarily find exactly where it's at, but it could be twisted by those people that are teaching mm-hmm. it to 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 basically you know lead people astray. And so you know a, a good church is going to have sound doctrine, and and I think that's exactly what is what is told to us in Titus chapter two: speak those things which are fitting for sound doctrine, right? Right. Um, and and if you deviate from that, and you start you know adhering to the concepts of men and in, in the you know. Uh, in, in the elementary principles of of humanity, then you're going you're going to end up going astray. Yeah, and and one of the ways that a church can go astray, we see in the next symptom of an unhealthy church, and that is a loose view of sin. That that a loveless church with bad theology is going to become a church that has a very loose view, an unbiblical view of sin and our relationship with sin. And we see that uh, here in in the um, in the church of Thyatira. Would you want to? explain a little bit more to us about that. Yeah, he says in verse 20, he says, I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat uh, food sacrifice to idols. And so um, you, you, you see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where where the, the, the Corinthian church was a very 
a very um, immoral church, a very young church, a very mm. carnal church. And so, you know, the first, the first seven chat, the first seven chapters of first Corinthians is, is kind of corrective in nature. Right. And one of the things he says in first Corinthians five is that, you know, Hey, you know, I'm coming in here and, and this guy is sleeping with his, <laughs> with his dad's wife or his stepmom. And you guys are proud about this. I mean, this is crazy. Right. And so you, you have this sense of where, where sin is isn't really viewed as something that's that's an affront to God, right? And 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 here's one of the concerns I have for for today's church, Keith, is you know we've kind of we've kind of there's kind of a, been a pendulum swing in the sense that we see what legalism does to right. a church, right? And and we see what it does to people of God, and nobody wants to find themselves in the Book of Galatians, right? We don't want that. We don't want to find ourselves trying to perfect holiness you know, in our own effort. And so I think in an attempt to kind of swing the other way, I think the church has made a, a bad mistake and they've gone to the other extreme, which is licentiousness there. Now we have this light view of sin and, and we, we don't take serious Romans 13, 14, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust thereof. We underestimate the power of the flesh. And when we do fall, we're just saying, well, you know, we're just struggling or, you know, but we're not willing to move that you know, back to a place of safety where we say, right. well, we're not going to, we're not going to give a stage for our flesh to play on. And so this church had a light view of sin. They just, they didn't see the, 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 the magnitude of what God says in first Peter one, be holy as I am holy. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. And there can be a justification for sin under the cover of grace. And Paul addresses that where he says, should we continue to sin so that way, you know, our theology of grace may abound by no means. You know, and I do add our theology of grace only because that's a context he's speaking to where their view of grace was not a biblical view of grace. Grace was a license to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they were challenged by, Peter, uh, by Paul for good reason. You, you can't abuse the grace of God. That, that's, not what, that's not why God's grace is there, just so you get a free pass. That's right. It's there so when you do sin, when you do fall, you know there's a path for forgiveness, and there's a path for restoration, and there's a path for victory over sin. Uh, that's good. So we see some symptoms of an unhealthy church being uh, a loveless church, a church with bad theology, a church with a loose view of sin. Our fourth thing we see uh, is that a, an unhealthy church will be filled with dead works. And we see that in the church of Sardis here in Revelation uh, chapter 3. Just explain what dead works are uh, for us, Pastor Steve. Yeah, you know, in, in, in Revelation 3, when he talks about this, he says, um, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains that is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God, Remember then what you received and heard and keep it and repent. And so, mm. you know, churches, churches can have great movements, right? They could, they could really do great things, you know, and they can gain a reputation for themselves, you know? Oh, wow. They got, they got, they got a great reputation for, for, you know, their worship or their music, or these guys did it as a movement. They did, they did some superb things, right? So they had, this church has a reputation, but it's really talking about their current work. Your current work is not upright before God. And, and what you're doing 
is, is, is you're living a life in the past that you have a name, but I'm telling you that you, you are currently not right with me, right? And, and where you're at now is dead. And, 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 and the works that you're doing, you know, they're, it's, 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 it's almost as if you're living off of your reputation, but the reality of your existence is you're just dead. You know, and, and, and that's a dangerous place to be when you start, when you start really propping yourself up on, on, on a reputation or maybe on the, on the back of someone else's reputation, but you yourself don't have the completion of the work of God, mm. which he's saying here. And so this is a church that unfortunately, you know, um, does exist today in, in a lot of places. It's like, you're calling yourself, you know, living church, but really you're, you're dead church. Yes. And, and you need, <laughs> you need some CPR, you need, you know, the, the, the paddles, you know, you know the to resurrect you know what's dying and he and he says here he gives them the warning is like if you will not wake up i will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour i will come against you to think that there's so many people busy and so many churches so busy in things yeah. you know in busyness that they're they're missing the movement of god and there's no life yeah in those churches it's it's a sad place to be and it's a good it's a good warning to all of us. Let us not be engaged in dead works. You know, yeah. let's not be doing things that give the appearance of of productivity, but really on the inside, we're we're dead to the things of the spirit. Yeah, that's right. And and I think you know, I've I've been in churches that at one time had great movements. They mm-hmm. were just you know, yeah. and then you look at them now, and it's like, where's the life in them? You know, and and I think I think there's a there's a there's an encouragement in that if you read between the lines and that you know we serve a God of the living the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob is a God of the living and God's in the now and and regardless of what God might have done in the past through some of these great movements and denominations through the great awakening and so forth hey listen God is a God of now and and he wants he wants to give fresh vision and fresh word and if and if you throw a name up on your building and think well because we're this you know we're really something i think the important thing to take away from that Keith is they have a name but yes. God assesses them differently. That's right, and and I think that's important. You know, what is how does God assess the church? And that's why we should be more concerned about what God has to say about us. That's right. Than what the world or we have to say about ourselves. Another symptom of an unhealthy church is found in the Church of Laodicea, and that is uh, that they were a church of compromise. They were a compromising church. Yeah. So there's a there's often a misunderstanding when when this is taught. You know, a lot of times we've taught it, and you know, frankly, I've taught it. You know, in my earlier days walking with the Lord. You know, um, that, you know, you, you've heard it, you know, um, that God would rather you be hot. God would rather you be cold because you're lukewarm. You spit, you know, spit you out of his mouth in, in the sense that God is he they equate the temperatures as if it's it's salvation. You know, God would rather you be hot, saved, or he'd rather you be cold, not saved. And the problem with that is you could probably make a defense from Scripture that God would want a person to be saved. But it, you're going to have a hard time, you know, finding an apologetic that God would say, I would rather a person not even be saved. What is he saying here, you know? And, and I think he, the context really kind of lays this out. What he's saying here, if you go on, he says, listen, um, you say that you're rich, you know, but the fact is you're, you're, you're poor. He says, you know, you say that you could see the fact is that you're blind and you're naked. And then he goes on and he says, I want you to, to basically, you know, get from me salve to anoint your, to, to, to anoint your eyes, buy from me white garments, right. That can cover your nakedness. And what he's using is he's using the reality of what existed in Laodicea. It was one of the richest cities in the area, right? They were, they were known for their banking system, very wealthy. They were known for their, for their black wool. 
people. They were almost like the garment district of the area, right? They were known for their ISAB, their medical ISAB from all around the world, right? So he's using the reality of Laodicea and he's, and he's drawing out spiritual analogies into them. And so along those same lines, Laodicea was also known for terrible water. And the reason is, is because six miles in one direction was a place called Colossae that was known for cold springs. Ten miles in the other direction was Herapolis, which was known for hot springs. And the Laodiceans decided, we're going to build aqueducts and bring them to us. So we're going to harness the cold water, we're going to harness the warm water, and we're going to have the best of both. The problem was they were so far away from either source that was a blessing that they got lukewarm water by the time it got to them. And Jesus' message to them is, listen, you are lukewarm because— Cold is good and hot is good, and you're too far away. You've built your life and your city too far away from either source for God to bless you. And I think the message there for us, uh, um, Keith, is the fact that, that you know, a compromising church is just that. It, it's, they, they build their existence too far away from the source mm-hmm. of refreshment or the source of soothing therapeutic uh, you know, um, properties of the Lord, if you will, and and they're okay living there. And wow. Jesus says that's nasty. That's that's yeah. it's, it. Doesn't taste good for anybody. And ineffective. And ineffective. Yeah, very ineffective. And a compromising church will always be ineffective. Well, we've been talking about five symptoms of an unhealthy church from Revelation two and three. We see first that they're a loveless church. Second, they have bad theology. Third, they have a loose view of sin. Uh, four, dead works, and fifth, they're a compromising church. Let's turn this into the direction that helps us uh, see what God is calling us to, and and that is that the symptom of a healthy church begins with faithfulness, faithfulness to the Lord. We see uh, both uh, uh, the church of uh, uh, excuse me, Smyrna and uh, Philadelphia. We see two examples of faithfulness uh, to the Lord. We see faithfulness in persecution, we see faithfulness to the Word of God, and we see faithfulness uh, to the name of Jesus Christ and to his gospel. Uh, what, what do you have to say about that, Pastor Steve, about, about the symptom of faithfulness in a, in a, in a healthy church? Yeah, I, I think that's a great, that's a great uh, point there. And, and I think when you look at Smyrna, you know, um, he, says, he says there in verse 10, um, verse 10 and 11, he says, you know, some of you are about ready to throw, be thrown into prison that you may be tested. And then he says, be faithful unto death, right. you know? And, and so I think, I think the idea there is a, a, a faithful church is one that understands that, that genuine faith is tested and they don't, they don't back down. They, they have a church, they have a philosophy, they, you know, uh, from teaching the word, Hey, you're going to be tested. You're going to be thrown into environments where it's going to be uncomfortable to, to speak certain things and to share certain theologies. Right. And he says, be faithful even if it costs you your life, right? Um, in, 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 the, in the sense of the Church of Philadelphia, he says there, he says, hey, listen, these guys didn't deny my word, right? They, they were faithful to my word. I mean, let's face it, Keith, we live in a religious culture today in our country where certain things will, 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 will cause a, a riot in, right. in society, you know? But God is saying, listen, a faithful church doesn't care about that. A faithful church honors God whether they're persecuted or not, whether they're told, you know, they're going to be thrown in prison. If, if you stand up for this, you're a bigot, you're loveless, you're everything else. A faithful church says, no, we're going to honor God in that. Right. And, and there, is a, there, there is an attitude of humility, but also an attitude of determination that we're going to be faithful to the Word of God, to, to trust His Word is true, to live like His Word is true, and to boldly proclaim the name of Jesus. We're not going to let the pressures of the world lead us 
into places of compromise or or lead us to to dead works and and the rest and 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 Jesus as he writes to the churches here in Revelation 2 and 3 he's writing because he loves his church right. it's his church it's the church he built it's a church he continues to build it's a church where all of us have a place to be a part of and it's important for us to recognize not just the symptoms of an unhealthy church but also to to work together in unity to be faithful to the Lord and to his word. Well, we're out of time today for Shouts of Grace Radio. We've been talking about the symptoms of an unhealthy church, and uh, we want to be faithful people of God, helping our local churches be faithful to the Lord and to his word. Until next time, thank you for joining us on Shouts of Grace, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.